When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of sport, crystal clear through the SEN app and your digital radio dial. Paul Sebastiani here with you in the SEN studio. We're going up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. So a big program coming up tonight. We've got uh, plenty of soccer news to get through. Premier League battles between Arsenal and Manchester City coming up on Thursday morning that we have to preview. Uh, there's cricket around the corner as well. The second test between Australia and India is imminent. A couple of days away. Women's T20 World Cup. The Aussie women are in action again tomorrow morning, this time against Bangladesh as they look to continue their strong start to the T20 Women's World Cup. Bit of super coach news as well. A little bit of AFL news and NRL news to get through. NBA news as well. Finally on the program, we'll be joined by Chris Perkins, our man in the US, as well as Vince Lochisano. We'll chat uh, horse racing uh, and a bit of golf as well uh, with Vince uh, at around about 1am Australian Eastern Day. Light saving time. But joining us on the line, Tom McMillan from the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast. It was a huge Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City victorious 38 to 35. It was a, a, a sensational match. It was a, a match we all wanted to live up to. What wanted it to? We, we all wanted it to be a high scoring, entertaining game, and it uh, lived up to the billing. Uh, Tom, a very very good evening to you. It was uh, it was a crazy Super Bowl, wasn't? And a very a highly entertaining one and one that we all wanted to play out that way, the way that it did. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, mate. Yeah, it was no worries. 100%, like you said, uh, it, was, it was the game that we all wanted. It was There was a little bit of defence, but there was a lot more offence, which was exactly what we want to see, I think. Yeah, it was, I, I think, it, and when we were doing the preview, I think we, we sort of, and we, we realised how strong the two offensive lines for both teams were, but I don't think, it, it's one thing to say that the game will play out that way, but it's always nice when you when you look at a certain game and analyse it and, and it plays out the way it did. Yeah, absolutely. We were, I think I predicted a few more sacks than what actually happened, but mm. uh I reckon both offensive lines, especially the the Chiefs, they they had a real chip on their shoulder. Everyone was telling them how good, you know, Hassan Reddick and the boys they were going to get straight through them. And uh, yeah, I think they were very happy with that. The Chiefs let through zero sacks, so. They were they were very happy with their work. Yeah, no, they were indeed, and they they had to protect Patrick Holmes as well with that uh, with that ankle sprain, which we'll get onto in in just a moment's time. But I, I wanted to give you a uh, a little bit of a big up because uh, I, I think you may or may not have had the uh, the crystal ball well and truly within your grasp uh, prior to the Super Bowl uh, kicking off. Let's just have a little bit of a listen into into what you predicted prior to the Super Bowl kicking off. Okay, let's get on to the big question. Who wins, by how much and why? Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring and, okay. and I'm going against all the punters. I reckon oh. it's going to be the Chiefs that oh. are going to be... I reckon they're going to come out and actually... I'm back in the MVP and uh, I've got two boys on mine that are, that are both uh, going with the birds, but I think it's going to be the, the, the Chiefs that are going to come out on top. Okay. Uh, Scoring-wise, I, I do think it'll be high scoring, so I'm going to say uh, maybe 35, 38 or 
As you do. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> well done. Great stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'll... I'll take it. it was, I was happy when uh, the old man was young. He actually rang me and said, uh, what, what was your prediction? Because he was listening last week. And, uh, yeah, we all got around and, and had another listen when we were at the table. And, we were, yeah, I was pretty chuffed with myself. Now, the problem is, did, did you or didn't you have a scent on that? No, nah, not at no, oh. all. Like <laughs> no, Tommy, come on, mate. You've got to back yourself in. I know, I know. It's, it's one of those ones you just say off the top of it, like, and yeah, you got to back yourself, but That's right. I unfortunately did not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, let's let's get into the game because it was it was a hot start. Uh, both teams scoring off their first offensive drives. Uh, what did, what did you make of the the early parts of the game and, and the tone that was set early in the piece? Yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was a Devonta Smith catch early, which really got the birds going on their first drive. Which it did look like it was going to hold, or like they were going to be held. Uh, uh, a couple of good passes, and, and Jalen Hurts really did uh, hit some nice deep balls, which I don't think we were expecting that much. No, I kind of I had him for the unders, and mm. he, he blew that away. So, um, but he ended up with the overs in the rushing too. So he kind of did do a bit of everything. So I think the Jalen Hurts, uh, the doubters, I guess, have kind of been put back in their box because he did play. A pretty outstanding game, mm. but yeah, it was definitely punch for punch early. My boy Travis Kelsey, I, I picked it. Yes, he, uh, he also got an early <laughs> touchdown. He did indeed. I mean, that, that's the safety blanket that Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes have used for pretty much the whole season as well. I mean, going into the game as well, it, it's funny how we don't expect or we expect certain things to happen because we get these sample sides with Jalen Hurts as well because you know he's never really been he's never really been known as a long thrower of of the pill. Clearly, but it was. I mean. Do you think that it was a, a kind of planned thing from Nick Sirianni and he coming into this game that that's the way they might be able to catch Kansas City on the hop? Um, yeah, well, like we said, that the the big uh, defensive line of the Chiefs, they've been known to stop like the run game pretty strong. Yep. So yep. whether, yeah, they thought, well, I think you still need to have a run game to, to complement that, uh, those deep throws. So that Miles Sanders was... Nowhere to be seen for a, a big portion of the game, which uh, was was a bit of a shame. But yeah, he did uh, throw out a few deep balls, but yeah, it was a bit it was a bit of a surprise in in my eyes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, let, let's go into the the margin that Philadelphia had sort of coming into halftime as well, and that, they come in with pretty much all the momentum. A big a big second term, seventeen to seven, they outscore Kansas City to go in with that 10-point lead uh, into into halftime. And with Patrick Mahomes coming off, are, are you thinking, oh, no, because I, I know in my head I was thinking, oh, golly, that's the, the injured ankle, he's rolled it again, and, and here we go again. It's probably just going to be a case of of, uh, of unlucky unlucky for the Kansas City Chiefs. It did seem a little bit like the Bucks from two years ago, mm. didn't it, where he just... He was grimacing and, and did not look well on the sideline just before halftime. And Harrison Bucket just missed a kick too. So it did seem like everything was going against the uh, the Chiefs. But true to form, they knew that they uh, had the kickoff uh, in the second half. So if they just put some points on the board there, you know, it, it brings it back a little bit. But I don't think it actually did after halftime. But um, it, it was, I reckon it was one of those things leading into the game. Everyone thought... The, if the Eagles get behind, they're in. They're in strife. They won't yep. be able to come back. But with 
you know, even a one-legged Patrick Mahomes, you always <laughs> still had that little bit of confidence that, you know, he could do something and, and bring him back. Yeah, no, no absolutely. And, and he did so in the second half. Now, it, it can't also be undersold the the managerial and coaching performance of, of Andy Reid as well, who he obviously had to make some movements on the on the whiteboard coming into the second half, just given the margin. But what did, what did you take? I mean, it's hard to sort of, and, and I'm no expert in, in analysing routes and, and how they've changed positions and, and different types of runners, but ha, what, what was the difference in the second half for the Kansas City Chiefs um, compared to the first half, which caused the comeback? Well, I reckon early on when the Chiefs were on top, it was it was eighty seven. It was Kelsey, and uh, he, he was on top. But then the birds probably they really got on top of him. Uh, you know, from pretty much halfway during the first quarter, he had I reckon he had four catches in that first drive, and then he had four at half time. So mm-hmm. they really shut him down. Um, but after half time, they just got back in their groove. And half time of the Super Bowl is oh, twenty five minutes. You know, half an hour. Yeah. So yep. they can. Like I've always listened to Peyton Manning. He's always been one. He's like. You don't do half like everyone's like. Oh, at half time we're going to do all these. Ch-. You, you don't normal season. You don't get that time. You're in. You got time to go to the toilet. You have a banana. Correct. Back out there where half time of the Super Bowl, you you can actually sit down and go. Oh, they've they've blanketed. They're they're, they're going to two man coverage on Kelsey. How do we get him out of this? I reckon there was a lot more shorter uh, crossing routes just to just to get him in the game, get him mm-hmm. the ball. Like you said, he was the safety blanket, and he has been for you know four or five years. Yep. So. You get him the ball, it just gets it rolling, and but it brings everyone else into the game too because they are going to put two, three man to to eighty seven, and uh, once he gets on the roll, that's where you, you could see that you know Canarius, Tony, and uh, all the other guys on the outside they mm-hmm. were able to score just because you know so much attention had to go to to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and that that's the beauty of having a, a player like him in the team is that he's going to attract all the attention. But I think, and what we've seen with Andy Reid's rosters and and his sides over the last handful of years is that it, it's it really is and I know it's it's a cliche but it's all about the team isn't it it's Kelsey sacrificing his role in certain parts to to open it up for for guys for guys like Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore as well so uh, yeah. as much as they have these stars in their team San Francisco uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, it, it's it's those not not bit part players but it's those blokes who might not be in the limelight that that have ultimately proved the difference. Yeah, and it's it's not just this week. Like last week, we had uh, Valdez Scanley had mm. you know a game out of, out of his skin. You know, it was eighty plus yards and might have been over a hundred with six or seven catches. He had one target and didn't take, like didn't catch it this week. So they they all know their role. And um, Smith Schuster, he had a big. It was only about ten minutes. I reckon he had four or four or five catches in that ten minutes. But it was just as Kelsey started getting the go. So, the, you know, the Eagles put their attention back into Kelsey and it just opened up for Schmitz-Huster, you know, three or four catches to get him down. And uh, I reckon that was their first, which was Pacheco after halftime. That was his rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. So just to get him back into the game, get him moving again. Yep, that's all, all the bits of the puzzle that come together to, to equate to what happened in, in that second half. Let's let's go with the Aussie feel as well. Now, Jordan Mailata and uh, Aaron Sipos. Uh, Aaron Sipos, a lot was made of that second punt late in the game. Uh, and Jordan Mailata, obviously, I don't think he, I don't think his uh, reputation is, is going to be tarnished at all, even though, even though there was a loss. But I think if anything, his, his reputation is going to be enhanced. But let's, let's look at Aaron Sipos. It was, I mean, you can't, you can't 
can't really blame one kick for a loss or anything like that. But but what did you what did you take out of it? What what was your take on that situation? It is unfortunate that it it kind of was the big play that really turned the corner for the mm. Chiefs, that really brought them back into the game. And uh, it is unfortunate that it was our boy Sipos, but it did look like uh, his defence and his runners on the outside were were setting up for the ball as he's looking at it to go left. And I don't know what went wrong or, or he just hit the ball wrong, but it went right. And it just opened up the field so the Chiefs had uh, all their big men up there just to be able to block and, and get him all the way through. So I think he had an interview, because that was Kadarius Tony again. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an interview after the game and just said he opened his eyes after he caught it because he, he saw that it was short. So he thought, well, I'm going to have a chance to return this. And uh, he said it just kind of opened up and... He said I was about 20, 20 yards out, and I thought I'm going to score here. So, but to, to Sipos's credit, he did give him a chance to stop because he was the one that actually made the tackle in the exactly. end. Exactly. So yeah. He did. Uh, he did realise his. It's not an error. It's just obviously not his best punt. It mm. only went about thirty five yards, which probably doesn't help his cause, but. Mm. Um, I think his first punt was all right. So yeah, no, exactly, we'll some, exactly. Uh, we'll take some credit, but yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it was a big part of the game. Yeah, no, it, it was in the end. But uh, let, let's focus on some positives for the Aussies as well. Jordan Mylata, uh, again, I don't think I think his reputation is enhanced after after that came. Obviously, left tackle, it's it's one of the hardest roles in uh, on that offensive line. But uh, what what did you make of his game? Well, like you said, left tackle. We had a uh, the start of the year we went through, and uh, Timmy, our boy, he, he's kind of really new to uh, the NFL game, and he mm-hmm. asked which of of the O-line, besides the centre, who's he's the one that's snapping the ball and, and almost has to be as smart as the quarterback to, to read the defence. But if you've got a right-handed quarterback, the left tackle, which that's what Jordan is, is I reckon, I've put them as the most important because he's the blind spot Correct. for the quarterback. So yep. if, uh, if he's having a bad game and the quarterback's getting hit multiple times, so you're definitely right. He's, he's done himself no disfavours, I guess. Um, they only had two. Uh, it was two sacks on the day, but um, I don't. I reckon one of them was a bit dicey. So I'm going to say they only let through one sack. So a, a day with like, and the Chiefs they've had 55 sacks in the regular season too. So mm. you know their, their offense or their defensive line um, is no slouch either. So yeah, so I, I, I definitely think he's he's done more than enough on his day. Yeah, no, it's a fair point as well. Uh, he's, he's done his job, and uh, it's just it's just one of those games, as we said, high scoring. It was high octane, end to end. Speaking of high octane, we've got uh, Tom McMillan on the line. Uh, Any given Sunday Australia podcast, uh, the halftime entertainment. It's always uh, it's always uh, the the subject of much conjecture and uh, an opinion within the uh, within the NFL fairbash. What did you make of Rihanna, and uh, how did you see the entertainment? <laughs> Uh, well, another one who did herself no disfavours this year. She's kind of yeah. been gone for a few years. I kind of yes. almost forgot about her. And then when they announced it, she was doing, oh, yeah, no, all right, cool. But uh, she was actually a hot topic of our of our conversation because one of the boys, Timmy, again, uh, he was all over those uh, novelty bets that we were speaking about. Oh, right, week. yes. One, one of the bets was her first song, so and he got nowhere near it, which is funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she. Uh, I think one of the, the bigger bets and one of the bigger surprises from that actual halftime show is there was there was no special guest. She did it by herself for the whole twenty twenty five minutes. Ah, so. yes, there you go. Yeah, 
So that was paying big money to have no special guests. So we should have got on that one as well. <laughs> that would have been. So do you know what was the? I didn't even get what was the uh, what was the colour of the Gatorade or, or liquid that they poured on uh, Andy Reid? If they poured, did they pour? I think what? they did. What was it? Yeah, what would you go with? Uh, you I, I, look, I would have said red. No, it was purple. Oh, purple. Okay. Yeah. There I you go. That was one of the outsiders. Oh, I reckon it was as well. I reckon that might have been double yeah. figures. I reckon it was up there with water. Okay. What's a, what's the pur- what's went, a purple flavour? Well, which... Purple flavour grape. Grape. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a good colour too. Yeah. yeah there you go. Okay. Same to waste it really. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I thought, now people were saying, and I don't know if you read too much into this, Tom, but I don't know if you've discussed this on the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, but much has been made of, uh, which I've had a great laugh at, uh, the the whole uh, NFL scripts and all this stuff, and people were saying, oh, look, Rihanna, she's worn red at halftime. It means Kansas City's going to win. I mean, it's, I I I love a good conspiracy theory, Tom. I don't know how much you've read into that, but I I love all these type of stories and different ways into, into sport. There's been a few conspiracy theories come out of the game, which I, I'm, I love just listening to them and and just you, you almost talk yourself if you you know late at night having a read of them, you talk yourself in it. Actually, there's, there's a chance that that could be the case, but I don't read into the red too much. Yeah. Um, but the the other conspiracy theory that was going around was: Did you notice that the ground was pretty slippery? I did notice that. It was one of the first. I go, what is going on here? I go, mate, it, it's not raining, is it? I know it's winter over in uh, in the states, but it wasn't raining, was it? I don't think it gets too cold and wintry in Arizona. No, I wouldn't the, have thought so. <laughs> no, so the conspiracy theory to come out of that one was: So they they've been preparing the turf. For two years, apparently, this special right. they specialised turf. They brought this bloke in, and okay. uh, he was, he was called the sod doctor or something like that. Okay. Or um, because they can walk their grass and like take it outside, so they uh, it gets the right amount of rain or right. sunshine, yes. and they water it. So it's perfect conditions, really. Um, but they had this grass that's been grown for two years, and they reckon it was a bit too thin. That's why everyone was falling over. They wanted it to be. They reckon he went for looks more than. You know, playing uh, ability. Okay, so, right. Which realistically, the grass could be yellow, and as long yeah. as it plays well, who cares? But, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so they reckon that the conspiracy theory I read was that the there's been a lot of problems with the, the AstroTurf this mm-hmm. year with injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actual grass, real grass. Obviously, it's a mate got that made. Mm-hmm. The the NFL wanted to just kind of put to bed the the AstroTurf. Uh, dramas by saying, well, we had real grass for the Super Bowl and you know, it was a bit slippery and it didn't quite work. If we had AstroTurf, it would have been fine. So that's the, uh, the the conspiracy theory that I've heard come out of that one, which, again, I don't really buy into. I reckon uh, they say that the injuries have been a lot less on grass than they are with turf, so... I'm kind of believing the players when they're getting up and about about that. Okay, we'll leave, we'll, we'll believe the players on that one then. <laughs> we'll, leave, yeah. we'll leave that one aside, shall we? Uh, well, Super Bowl season—it's—it's it's funny. It, it comes along quickly, and then it's done in the blink of an eye. What what happens now with you guys on on the podcast? I'm sure you're going to do plenty of analysis into into the off season because we'll have a big trade and draft period coming up, of course, for for all the teams in the NFL. Yeah, so the combine starts March third, I yep. reckon. So it's, it swings around pretty quickly, um, so that's uh, we're definitely going to head down the draft, and well, I'm sure we'll do many mock drafts between yes. now and the actual draft, which <laughs> is at the end of April. Um, but we've also we're, we're trying to go down the path of highlighting 
Australians that are doing well, okay. you know, especially in the college college system. So we've already had uh, a tight end out of the Utah last week, big mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Yusman. We, we spoke to him, and he was a great, great chat. Um, he was actually with the oh maybe the Rabbitohs or something a few years ago. Okay. He's like a junior player mm-hmm. um, that's gone over there, and he's making a big name. So, and we've got a few players already. Uh, that have committed to, to having a chat with us over the next few weeks. So, yeah, I just want to really highlight Australians that, that are doing well, and especially the college system. That's fantastic stuff. And where can we find all your all your work? Any given Sunday Australia podcast you've got, Twitter, where else can we find uh, all your audio and uh, all your shows? So the best place is probably YouTube, where you can yep. actually... Uh, you can watch us. The banter is it's a lot better when you watch us and know what we're actually talking about, I think. Uh, and we try and make it as, as visual of a show as possible. So YouTube's the best. This is any given Australia, any given Sunday Australia podcast. Otherwise, anywhere you, you can find you. If you like listening in the car, like I know a lot of people do, just... Mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, just any given Sunday Australia podcast, you can find it there. And then uh, follow us on, yeah, like you said, Twitter, uh, Instagram, anygivensunday.au, and Facebook. We're also on, which is just any given Sunday Australia podcast. Okay, absolutely love it. We'll uh, we'll keep tabs and uh, we'll reconvene during the during the draft combine, and you can give us uh, a little bit of your your mock draft and what you and the lads in the in the studio think as well. Just before I let you go, uh, is is there any hope for my Dallas Cowboys going into next season? Maybe if they sign <laughs> sign a few, <laughs> it's 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 gut wrenching, mate, and heartbreaking at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one that has come up uh, lately with the the mock draft. Mm. The, a running back, uh, I think it's Bijan Robinson, his yes. name is, and he's been linked to to go to. Well, I reckon, I'm not sure what number you've got at the moment. I haven't quite sat down to the draft yet, but he's been linked with you guys, and you know you've got Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. So it'll be interesting if you had a third. Uh, quite dynamic running back to see what happens with those three. So I can't see it happening because, you know, Zeke's just signed a, a massive deal the other year and, um, and Tony Pollard, he was amazing the last, like, the back was. end of the season. So I can't see you letting him go either. So that'll be definitely an interesting one to watch. Okay. But well, I think Jack's got to get over the hump, really. Yeah, he, he does. He's a couple of times. Uh, he's, he's the main man. He's the man who's controlling the ball. He's the man who's controlling everything. So he's, uh, I think he's got to step up and get rid of those intercepts. But, uh, Tom, always yeah. good to speak with you, mate. Uh, we've gone two from two now. Both, uh, both chats have been great. Uh, Super Bowl 57 done and dusted. Well done on the prediction. Great stuff. Uh, it means you're going to come on the program again soon. <laughs> Oh, sounds good to me, mate. Really appreciate it. No, great stuff. Tom McMillan there joining us from the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast. We'll take a break and take your calls on the other side of this.